Pastor Michael E. Tan. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tan, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eton, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem or through our Women of Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the word. By and by. Amen. Amen. Bethlehem. Let's do that again. Bethlehem. Amen. We thank you for being in the house tonight and and uh, we want to thank everyone for uh, all that you gave this last Sunday for the pastor's anniversary. We appreciate the love that was shown towards us. And we want to thank everyone who, as you look on the screen, who gave for the first time to the building uh, fun, as it is our vision uh, to build this building that we have a a picture of both the outside and the inside. Amen? Amen. This month we are starting a new month. And this month is make him known through sanctity. Make him known through sanctity. First Peter 1.16 says, For it is written, Be holy because I am holy. That word sanctity, you hear, we're talking about the sanctity of life, uh, somewhat of a political term, or you hear sanctity of marriage, somewhat of a political term. The word sanctity that we're using this month is really has to do with holiness, holiness. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, or neighbor, be holy. Be holy because God is holy. Be holy because we as the people of God are a spitting or supposed to be an image of God himself. So God has challenged us as a church to be holy. And if you're going to be holy, tonight we're going to be looking at Philippians chapter 4 verses uh, 4 through 13. And a message entitled... Don't you worry. Don't you worry. And tonight, if you're going to be holy, uh, a holy Christian does not worry about the things of the world. A holy Christian can only keep his mind or her mind stayed on Jesus and believe by faith that Jesus can take care of every problem that he or she may face. 
So somebody tonight may have come tonight looking for a sign, and you literally have a picture of a sign that says, Don't you worry. Don't you worry. We're going to be looking at again Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 13. Let's read this out loud together at the same time. It's three slides. It's in your handouts. Let's read this out loud together on three. One, two, three. You may be seated in the household of the Lord. As again, we're sharing a message tonight. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. And we're going to share on around three points as the Holy Spirit allows us. We're going to talk about the side by side of God. We're going to talk about the situation of God. We're going to talk about the strength of God. We're talk about the side by side of God, the situation of God, and the strength of God. And we want Christians to know tonight that Christians should pray and seek God's strength in every situation. Christians should pray and seek God's strength in every situation. Again, we're talking about don't you worry. Don't you worry. As I thought about that, sermon title I thought about, I mentioned it before in another sermon, a popular song, I believe it was in the 80s or early 90s, that simply said, don't worry, be happy. Don't worry, be happy. And that song captured the imagination of many people during that day and time, and they played that song over and over again, and it kind of drove me crazy. Don't worry. <laughs> Be happy. It's a very simple concept, but life is not that simple. You just can't don't worry and be happy. Not in and all of your own strength. Uh, Paul in this text tonight, and when he talks about the strength of God, he 
He says that he's learned to live in good times. The Etah's translation. I've learned to live in bad times and I've learned to be content in all situations. In all situations. And he can only do that to don't worry and to be happy. He can only do that through the strength of God. Through the strength of God. So I'm not saying to you tonight, just all willy-nilly, don't you worry. I'm going to point you to the source that can take care of all that you may be concerned about tonight. And that is God. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. or neighbor, don't you worry. God's got your back. See, and that's really the only reason and, and trust and, and sanctity and holiness that a Christian has is that simple truth to, to don't worry and know that God's got my back. God's got my back. This is a classic text that we study tonight. And it's a beautiful text. Beautiful text. And it's a text that I would challenge many of you to memorize if you could. But we start off saying, uh, the writer says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And I say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. And then he says this concept, if we can get a hold of this concept, we can, we can, we can, we can don't worry. He says, this little simple sentence, the Lord is near. See, if you want to worry and be happy, you, you again, you just can't do that all willy-nilly. The only way a Christian can worry and be happy is to know that God's on my side. Hello, somebody. God's on my side. He says in the text that God is near. We're talking about point number one, the side by side of God, that God is near. Uh, the Lord is near. God is near to me. I, and I can take strength from that and I can and not worry because I know that God is near. It's, it's like that, 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 that little boy that, that told a story about uh, uh, goodness and mercy. A uh, uh, little boy had uh, first day, started his first day and he was going to school and uh, 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 and his mother didn't was 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 concerned about him and wanted to be uh, make sure that 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 he was taken care of and and, and a lady he, she asked the lady Shirley to to follow him and Shirley had a friend named Mercy and uh, and little boy would walk to school with great confidence every day and uh, and and the little boy had a little friend that walked with him and, and the little, little boy had, had a friend and the friend says uh, don't you don't you know that there's some old people following us and uh, and the little boy said that I yeah I know uh, I know that I have and that's why I walk in so much confidence because I know that surely and mercy will be with me as I walk through the day. Hello, somebody. 
The text says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And if God is by my side, I can know that, 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 that this goodness and mercy is, is on my side. That, that, that I don't have to worry about anything. And it doesn't mean that everything is going to always go right. Because the text tells us that. That he's learning, and, and in verse 13, I am not saying this because I'm in need, for I, I, for I have learned to be content in whatever situation. I know uh, what it's like to be in need, and I know what it's like to have plenty, and I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whatever, whether well-fed or hungry. It doesn't mean that you won't have to go hungry sometime. It, it doesn't mean that you don't have some downtime sometime. Sometimes it, it, somebody once said that, oh, if you're at a point where you feel like you can't hear God, you can't touch God, you can't taste God, you can't smell God, if you're in and one of those times in your life, someone once said that the teacher is always quiet during the test. And there's somebody here tonight, you're going through the test. Oh, and you may be passing the test, or you may be failing the test, but I tell you what, if you know that God is near. The Lord is near. He, he may be quiet during this testing time. I, I may have to go a little hungry during this time. I may, I may have to lose a loved one during this time. I, I may have to go without a job during this time, but, but I still know because the Word says it, and, and if God says it, then I believe it. The, the, the Word says that the Lord is near even when I feel like He's so far away. The Word of God says that he's near. The word of God says he's right by your side. He might be quiet during this time, but this time is a testing time. And if you're going to pass the test, you've got to get this principle that God is near. God is near. And because God is near, I don't have to worry. Hello, somebody. Because God is near, oh, I can, I can, I can, I can not worry and I can be not necessarily happy the text talks about contentment. I can be content in any situation because God gives me the strength to be content in Jesus' name. What a power to have. But you will not be able to exercise that power if you don't believe in the truth of God. And the truth of God says that right now at this point in time in your life, you may be going to the valley. You may be one of those people that's not in the valley, but you're at the mountaintop, and people don't tell you that that, that, that it's lonely oh, up there on the mountaintop. It, it, it's, it's lonely when you exhale. Oh, it, 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 it's lonely because uh, people begin to hate on you because you have success, and, and, and a lot of times you have the success, really, that they want, but they're not willing to do what you did to get the success, but, oh, they just want to inherit it. They don't want to work for it and, and sometimes it's lonely in the valley and sometimes it's lonely on the mountaintop but guess what the Lord says wherever you are on the mountaintop or in the valley that the Lord is near say to your neighbor neighbor oh neighbor the Lord is near in Jesus name the Lord is near I like what Psalms 145 18 says 
Psalms 145.18 says, The Lord is near to all who call on him. The Lord is near to all who call upon him. Oh, let me say it again because that's really point number two. Oh, the situation of God. But, 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 but right here it says, The Lord is near to all who call upon him, but not just call upon him, to all who call on him in truth. Hello, somebody. In other words, you got to know God and you got to know what the word of God says. Uh, oh, and you got to not only call on him, but you got to call on him in truth. In other words, God's not going to do for you what the Bible says that he shouldn't do for you. In other words, uh, oh, you, you're mad at your wife and, and you want to get a divorce and you're praying, Lord, oh, I'm ready to get a divorce. No, God ain't going to do that for you because God in truth, God's, God don't like divorce. Hello, somebody. And true, God wants you to be committed for the rest of your life to that one woman, that one man, regardless of the situation, the ups and downs in life. Oh, until death do you part. Hello, somebody. So, he, you got to call on him, but you got to call on him in truth. But you say, preacher, I was willing to do that, and she left. Oh, well, the word of God says if, if she abandons you, then hey, you don't have a any resolve. If they don't want to say, hello somebody, God ain't called you to be stupid either. Hello somebody. Hello somebody. But you've got to call on him in truth. Hello somebody. And when you pray, you've got to know what the word of God says. That's why you got to get in that book uh, and study it for yourself. Oh, but we learned tonight that the Lord is near. We learned tonight that, 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 that the Lord is near to those who call on him to those who call upon him in truth. We get to point number two, the situation of God. I say the situations of God because the text says, do not be anxious about anything. But in every what? But in every situation. Oh, let me say it again because you could get this. And this is the, the, the key to not worrying. This is the key to not being anxious about nothing. The key is, is that in every situation, in every, in every, the children say, every situation, what does it tell you to do? By prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present your request to God. Hello, somebody. If you want to not worry, and if you want to be happy, if you want to apply the message of this, this whole word tonight, don't you worry. Oh, you've got to learn to pray about, oh, not just one situation. You've got to learn to pray about every situation. I, I said about every situation. I said, I said about every situation. I mean, all situations. Oh, if you're having problems in your marriage, you better pray about your marriage. If you're having problems in your finances, you better pray about your finances. If you're having problems, oh, finding a job, you better pray about finding a job. If you're having problems.
comes. Oh, with your boss at work, you better pray for that boss at work. If you're having problems with your children, you better pray Oh, about your children. you're having problems about your grandbabies, you better pray for your grandbabies if you're having problems. Oh, when you hear about bombing attempts that could have happened but have been stopped, then you better pray about that. If you got problems, oh, with gas prices, then you better pray about the gas prices. If you don't have health insurance, then you better pray about your health insurance. Oh, God says that the Christians should pray in every situation, every problem that the devil brings you. You've got to give it back to God. And that's how you pass the test. That's how you're not wary. You've got to give it all back to God. You know, oh, I would like to see if we could really see our day. Our day is filled with uh, problems uh, and we'll call them bricks uh, and the devil has uh, he's going to give you 10 11 12 bricks uh, in a day and what we tend to do is we build a house uh, of weary with those bricks uh, and we just continue to build those houses of weary okay I'll take this okay I'll take this okay I'll take this oh I'm weary oh and, and your problems get bigger and bigger as you build your house of weary and no wonder you worry so much. No wonder you're about to lose your mind because you're building a house full of worry. Hello, somebody. And if you could see how you do, that's what you would see. But the Christian, every time the devil gives us a problem, the, Christ, the Christian should, oh, take that problem and put it over here. Okay, God, that's your problem. And pray about it, Lord, in Jesus' name. And they give you another brick of problem. You say, oh, Lord, and you take it. This is your problem. Oh, and you, and you build a house of trust in God as opposed to a house of worry in the devil. Hello, somebody. How are you building your house. Oh, the Bible says the Lord is near. Are you over here building your house somewhere? Oh, I ain't gonna be able to make it. Can't pay the rent. Can't pay the guy. Can't pay it. Oh, and God is near. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. God is right there near. Saying, hey, what about me? <laughs> I, 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 yeah, yeah, put me in the game. <laughs> That's like having Michael Jordan on your team, and you where we go, where we came with it. And Michael Jordan sitting by your side, hey, can you put me in the game? I think I can take care of something. <laughs> Hello, somebody. The Lord is near. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. The Lord is near. And that's why we pray. That's why we pray. He says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, every situation by prayer and petition. Oh, and don't forget the thanksgiving. See, the devil really hates you when you're thankful. Hello, somebody. The, the, the devil will really hates you when you can take that brick of problems and say, well, Lord, it could have been worse, but this is yours. Hello, somebody. Oh, the devil don't like you to be thankful. The devil, oh, and, and another thing he don't like, and this, this is what this really text is teaching about, he doesn't like you to be content. 
Hello, somebody. He, he really hates you to be content. He, he really hates you to say, I've got enough. Have you ever said that? Have you ever felt like that? I, I seem like the older I get, the more I grow in the Lord. I, I say, I've, I've, I've got enough. Hello, somebody. Somebody else may not be there. Well, you'll get there one day. Hello, somebody. Oh, but the Bible tells us to, to be content with the, the much and to be content with the less. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. But it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation. Pray and petition with thanksgiving. Uh, uh, thanksgiving is a powerful thing. Uh, uh, let, me, let me talk about that a little bit more. Because a lot of times the devil try to tell me what I don't have. Hello, somebody. Oh, you, you, you don't have a mega church. You, you ain't got thousands of, but then I got to tell them what I do have. <laughs> That's what that, that, that phrase, I may not serve at a mega church, but I serve a mega God comes from. And I got to remind him what God does and has done, oh, in this church and how he has taken, oh, us in this church and he uh, reverberates his ministry throughout the world Literally, oh, last time I checked on YouTube, 6,000 hits a month on YouTube from this little place. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Ain't too many churches on Sundays that got 6,000. So, oh, there's mega church ministries that don't even hit 6,000 a month. Oh, I got to remind you. Oh, devil. Oh, you're trying to take that I'm less than what I am. But uh, last count, 3,000 download sermons through the internet. Oh, every month. Hello, devil. How many mega churches are doing that? Oh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> you see, I know a lot of mega churches are not doing that because you got to pay for theirs. Hello, somebody. And they ain't giving nothing away for free. Hello, somebody. Hello, you call a bishop and say, Bishop, I'm broke this week. Can you send me your latest book? Hello, somebody. Bishop, I want to I wanna get your message. Can you send it out for free? Hello, somebody. Oh, Bishop, you, uh, uh, well, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> you got to remind the devil and be thankful. Oh, and I've been reminding him, oh, and been so thankful for what he's done and doing in my life. Oh, reminding him and thankful for what he's about to do with that building. Oh, just reminding him and then being thankful for what I have. Hello, somebody. Every time you go to the hospital, you leave that place knowing you rich. Hello, somebody. Let me say that again. You need to go to the hospital. Hello, somebody. And, and, and if you can walk up out of there with no pains in your body, or even a little pain in your body. Hello, somebody. You know that you're rich. Hello, somebody. That's one of the greatest blessings, the greatest riches that you can have is good health. And that's why the devil is trying to take our good health away. Hello, somebody. Christian folk. <laughs> the devil don't want you to be in good health. Hello, somebody. But... Bible tells us the importance of prayer and he says this all the time. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18. Pray and pray in the spirit on what? All occasions. Hello somebody. On some occasions. Uh, hello somebody. To pray when things are only going right. 
Hello, somebody. I, tell, I guarantee you, if you live in our day, almost every day, that's why the Bible tells us that every day has troubles of its own. Every day that's going to have, I don't know one day I, I, that, that, that I hadn't had some kind of trouble. Hello, somebody. People are still dying. Hello, somebody. Deacon Williams died Monday. Hello, somebody. Troubles and every day and death on every hand. And, and when you listen to the news, it's always trouble. If you, if you listen to the news, you just, just think, okay, what's the trouble? Most of it is all trouble. Hello, somebody. Somebody in trouble, we're about to have trouble, or something about trouble. Hello, somebody. But we got to pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Amen. With this in mind, be on the alert and always keep on what? Praying. For who? Yes, yourself. Hello, somebody. Somebody needs your prayers. Somebody needs your prayers. And I, I know I need your prayers. I, I say, you pray for me. I ain't too proud to beg for your prayers. I politic for prayer. Pray for me. If you wake up in the middle of the night thinking about me, oh, pray for me. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And if God wakes you up in the middle of the night and puts somebody on your mind, oh, in the day, oh, pray for them. Hello, somebody. Because we all need prayer. And that's the only way we can get rid of the worries in this life. Is, is we've got to pray not only for ourselves, but for others. Especially when they're going through a hard time. Hello, somebody. Somebody, we need to pray for Sister Maple as she's lost her mother and, 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 and the funeral will be thirsty in California. Just because we can't be there don't mean we can't be there. Hello, somebody. Somebody, we need to pray for her. Hello, somebody. Uncle Leo is in the hospital. Oh, you need to go by if you can. If you can't, guess what you need to do? Pray for him. You think he want to be at that hospital? He don't want to be at that hospital. He told me himself. Hello, somebody. Pray. Don't worry. Pray. Hello, somebody. This is the way that you get over the worries in this life. Is that in every situation, in every situation, pray about it. That's why Paul told, told us to pray without ceasing. Hello, somebody. He said, now how can I pray all the time? Well, you pray all the time because when you switch a situation, you come to church, pray about the church service. Hello, somebody. Or Sunday morning, then well, as you come into church, pray about the church service. Uh, if you're in the service and, and you see somebody hey, don't look like they're feeling too well, you pray about them because uh, you never know what they're going to. You just think they just got a bad attitude. Hello, somebody. They may just have a bad life. Hello, somebody. Hello, so you never know. It just amazes me what people bring. And, and what amazes me is the, the, the stuff that people don't say. All right. Going through some literally hell. Hello, somebody. And, 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 and come to the household of the Lord and people are not in the spirit but in 
the flesh. Hello, somebody. Come to this place. This is the situation you need to be in. It's in prayer. When you get behind the car wheel, that's another situation unchanged. Pray. Oh, when you get to your home, that's another situation. Pray before you go in your home. Oh, when you eat. Oh, you need to pray. I tell you what, if you really, really learn how to pray before you eat, a lot of this stuff you probably won't eat. Hello, somebody. <laughs> he said, just to call the Reverend, the doctor don't let you eat the good stuff. Don't mean. <laughs> don't mean I can't eat the good stuff. <laughs> but is it good for you? Hello, somebody. Remember Ray Jones talked about the doctor's worst patient. It's, I think he said to 13 to 90 percent of the of of their patients, they they come to the doctor seeking professional help and won't ever do what he say. Hello, somebody. Whatever. So, so that means that they don't ever get better because they don't do what he say. Hello, somebody. Won't take the medicine. I ain't taking that medicine. You take their blood pressure and it's 250 over 240. <laughs> Somebody, I feel alright! <laughs> Don't do what the doctor said. The doctor's trying to help you out tonight. And the pill that you got to take is prayer. And you've got to take it eight times a day. You've got to take it nine times a day. You've got to take it, oh, from whatever situation you change to, take that pill. Hello, somebody. That prayer pill. Whenever the scene changes in your life, take, when you get behind the car wheel, oh, pray. Hello, somebody. You might make it home safely. Or better yet, you might make it home in a godly attitude. <laughs> Instead of having told somebody off. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Speaking in tongues that don't need interpreting. Who was that? I think that, that was Pastor Ricky said about that person that got pulled over because the cop thought he was in the wrong. He stole the car. <laughs> it was like because you were cursing and throwing the finger and, and you had on your car in God we trust <laughs> or had a fish on your car. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Gotta learn to pray in every situation behind that wheel, in every situation. Hello, somebody. And don't worry. Hello, somebody. Last piece of that puzzle tonight to, 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 to don't you worry is the strength of God. Paul says in verse 13, says, I can do all the King James things through Christ. Who strengthens me. This says I can do all things through him. Who gives me strength. Hello somebody. I can do all things. And, and many times. Uh, and it's good. To, uh, to believe that you can do all things. But, but this text is talking about contentment in life. This is the context of it. Are you content in your life? Hello somebody. Or do you always have to have the next best thing? Hello, somebody. Our world is just set up for the next best thing. You know, <laughs> I get a new, a new phone and then 
another upgrade comes up. <laughs> Get a new car, and uh, the next year it's another car that doesn't come up. Uh, uh, even they start doing that in tennis shoes, too. My days, uh, Chuck Connors was Chuck Connors. Uh, Chuck Norris, that's right. <laughs> uh, Chuck, what? No, Chuck Taylor's, that's right. Chuck Taylor. Who did I say? Chuck, Chuck Norris, the karate guy. <laughs> uh, Chuck Norris was wearing Chuck Taylor's, that's what he was. But anyway, that's. <laughs> <laughs> but nowadays they, they get a new tennis shoe every year that costs a hundred dollars and something. You got the two thousand and thirteen Jordans. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Contentment in life would help us to stop wearing. Hello, somebody. We stop looking at others and began to focus on God more. Hello, somebody. I mean, it, it, it could really be a blessing to you. Don't have to worry. You know, if you can't afford a new house and you just content with the house that you have. Hello, somebody. Just content with the house that you have. And, it's, and it could be a blessing because you, if you don't learn how to be content, you'll be running after stuff and things. And, and the thing about that is it don't come for free. And then you got to work over and over and over for You just pay the house off. Hello, somebody. Why not live in it? Hello, somebody. Can, can you be content? Can you be content? Paul, that's what Paul was saying. I, I have the power, the strength, and the power to, to be content in every situation. And he mentioned hunger. Now, he's, he must be a man of God because I, I don't know if I've ever been. <laughs> I don't know if I never know. I get a little grumpy too when I'm hungry. <laughs> He know what it's like to not to, to have to miss a meal. Woo. That's deep. That's deep. That's deep. That's deep. We in America really don't know what this because uh, we just we, I've reached a point in my life, and this is God's blessing. I, I can remember when I was so poor that to, to eat at McDonald's was a was a treat. Hello, somebody. That was a that was a treat. You know, you just didn't do that every day. And the Lord has blessed us now to where we can think about where we want to, what you want to eat tonight. With the covers full, with the deep freezers full, what you want to eat tonight? I want to go to Davis and get some of that good barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Smokey Joe's. <laughs> that's rich. That's being rich. That's some people thinking that they're hungry tonight and they're not thinking of where they go. They're going to have to miss a meal tonight and God is saying to that person, learn how to be content. You can, you can, you can make it through that. And many of you were like that, especially in college. Hello, somebody. Some of you know what it's like to struggle. Have them Roman noodles. You know, not just because they taste good. Now we eat them now because they taste good. There's something, there was a time when we just, that's all we could afford. And was thanking God for it. Hello, somebody. 
Paul says, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. And we can take that and apply that to the situation, the challenge that you may be going through right now. You, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You may have lost some dear loved ones, and, and at times it seems like you, you just can't make it. You, you can make it. You can, you can do this through Christ who strengthens you. Maybe a, a single parent that thinks that they can't make it, they can't, they can't do it. God says that, that you can. You can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. This sickness that you have in your body, you feel like it's going to take you out. It's, it's not going to take you out. Unless the Lord wanted to take you out. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Whatever challenge that I have to face today or tomorrow, I, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I know that Christ strengthens me because he is near. And because he's near, I've learned how to pray. And because I've learned how to pray, that's where my strength comes from. Hello, somebody. Some folk are looking at your likes and they can think that you that you have a lot of strength. No, you, you, we learned this a little earlier. No, it's, it's not my strength. It's his strength in me. Hello, somebody. That's the only way some of you are going to make it during this time. Ephesians 3.16 says, I pray that out of his gracious riches that he may strengthen you with power through his spirit. What? In your interbeing. That's true riches, folks. Now this should be prosperity preaching. He says God has some glorious riches that he wants you to attain. And those glorious riches is strength. And that strength comes from the power. Oh, in the spirit of God that's on the inside of you. And, and that power that's on the inside of you can carry you through this time or any time. Hello, somebody. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's the spirit of God on the inside of me that's whispering in my, in my voice, in a still small voice saying that I can make it. Oh, I can do it. Oh, I can't walk again. Somebody may be listening. You think that you'll never walk again. Yeah, you can do it in Jesus' name. You may be listening. You say, I've been to a bad crash and I can't talk again. Yeah, you can talk again in Jesus' name. Somebody may be listening and the doctors have given up and they say that, oh, that, that this person is in a coma, coma and they won't live again. And, and if you get down and you start to pray, I believe that God can bring them out of a coma in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. I, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can make it through this time. And not only that, but I can intercede on behalf of others who are going through a bad time. I can see they're going through a bad time. And I can, oh, I can pray for them. And I can do the little that I can do to help to make them and to motivate them to make it through such a time as this. I can do all things. To Christ that strengthens me. Because he strengthened me with that, that spirit on the inner spirit, on the inside of me. That Holy Spirit of God. 
causes me to, to not worry. That's why David could face Goliath because he was not worried about Goliath. He was too caught up in who God was. Hello, somebody. To see a little speck in God's eye called a Goliath. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, or neighbor, you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. In Jesus' name, you can do it. Don't give up. You can make it. Don't give up. God loves you. God, God loves you. He's near you. He sent me here tonight to let you know that the devil tries to think that you've been abandoned. But God says that I'm near you. God says in his word that I never leave you or forsake you. That means that God is near you. He's side by side you. You may be going to a test and he's quiet during this time. Go ahead and pass the test. Hello, somebody. He's reminding you of the answers tonight. And the answer is... God, hello somebody. <laughs> that's just what I like. I, I, I wish I could have used this during school. When I took tests, the SAT, if I could just put God by every... <laughs> God, God, God. <laughs> they say, well, you, you flunked the test, but you might need to be a preacher. <laughs> For the test in life, every answer is God. Hello, somebody. And that's why I can pray in every situation. That's why I can pray in every situation. That's why I can believe that God can build a, a building. And that's why I began to pray and know that God is the answer to the building. Hello, somebody. Faith is substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's a God thing. How are we going to get it done? It's God. That's the answer. Hello, somebody. The challenge is in this church. Oh, oh, I know it's a God thing. Hello, somebody. I don't need to focus on some of the people and how they're living and what's going on out there in the world. All I need to focus is a God thing. Hello, somebody. Oh, in every situation I face in this life, oh, if it's money, it's a God thing. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And it's up to you to make it a God thing. Because if you don't make it a God thing, just build your house of worry, your house of anxiety, and you'll never build this house of trust that God is trying to get you to build, which in each day, the more you trust him today, the more you can trust him tomorrow, and the bigger your test gets, it gets bigger and you can pass it because the, it's the bigger your God gets. Hello, somebody. Shall we pray? Father God, we come tonight just wanting to thank you and to praise your holy name, Father, because you're truly worthy to be praised. 
You're worthy of glory, honor, power, dominion, and might forever and ever and ever. Father, as your word says, as the angels are singing in the heavenly places, uh, all they can think about is your holiness, your sanctity, that you are set apart, that there's no one like you, Father. And in this month, Father, of sanctity, Father, teach us how to live holy, Father. And, and tonight, Lord, you're teaching us how to have holy thoughts. Oh, Father, but to not be anxious about what we're going through, to not be worried about what we're going through. We, we sanctify our minds, we sanctify our thoughts, and we put you, Father, in every situation, in every circumstance, Father, in Jesus' name. Tonight, Father, we want to intercede on behalf of Sister Maple, Lord, that's in California, Father, and she's putting to rest her mother, Father. And we just pray, Lord, that you would give her the strength for such a time as this, Lord, as the saints here in Paul's Valley intercede on behalf of her there in California, Father. We ask, Lord, that you give her the strength, Father, to make it through such a time as this. We pray, Father, that you would help her to feel, Lord, that you are near, Father, to know that you are near near father in jesus name and help us lord help her to pray lord like she's never prayed before oh to intercede on behalf of herself and her family father in jesus name and give her the strength lord that she may be able to do all things through christ that strength her, including father oh, the death of her mother and funeralizations and all lord that we must do in such a time as this father we pray, Lord, for our whole family, Lord, that will be traveling, Father, from as far as Oklahoma and all across. Oh, Lord, that you deliver them safely there, Lord, and you comfort them while they're there. Oh, Lord, you comfort them all the way back home, Father, and that you take up a new place in their hearts and their minds, Lord, that you be a mother to the motherless, Lord, that you be a grandmother to the grandmotherless, or a great-grandmother to the great-great-motherless, Father, in Jesus' name, that you Take up all the places, Lord. In Jesus' name. We continue to pray, Lord, for those that are here, Lord, who are, who are mourning, Father, and, and all the families come and gone, Father. Now they're in that quiet place, Lord, where nobody is around, nobody is calling. Father. So, Father, we pray, Lord, that they'll answer your call. They will pray and continue to pray about their loss, Lord. Every time they cry, Lord, enable them to cry to you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Be with them and comfort them, Father, through such a time as this, Father. We pray, Lord, for, oh, our dear brother Leo, Father, in the hospital. Father, we pray, Lord, that you would raise him up, Father. We pray, Lord, that you would enable him, Lord, to walk again. We pray, Lord, that you would raise him up and enable him to come back home again, Father, in Jesus' name. Grant him the desires of his heart, and all he wants is to come back home, Father. Be with him and his whole family, Lord, in Jesus' name. And others, Lord, who are amongst us who are sick and shed in, Father, in Jesus' name, we pray, Lord, that you touch their hearts, touch their minds, touch their bodies, Father, in Jesus' name. Enable them, Father, to make it through such a time as this. We pray, Lord, for that person that's holding that child in the inner recesses of their hearts and minds tonight, Lord. We pray that you will loose that situation, Father. Lord, that they may give it over to you, Father. That they may leave this place lighter, Father. That they may leave this place, Lord, not being anxious, Lord. 
but that they may have joy in the Lord, that they may be thankful, Father, for what they have, that they may be content, Lord, for the situation now, Lord, as they wait for their change to come, Lord. Your word says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles, Lord. They shall run and not grow weary, and they shall walk and not faint, Father. So we pray, Lord, that you will enable them to wait on you, Father. In Jesus' name, because it takes faith to wait on you. It takes trust to wait on you, Father. In Jesus' name, may they loose themselves tonight. May they leave this place, uh, oh Lord, not wearing, Father. Father, we pray, Lord, as a church, Lord, for this building. We, we believe by faith, Father, that you can do it, Father. And that's all that matters, Father. Said It's you, Father. We come to the conclusion that you want this done, Lord, because you're working and moving in all kinds of places. And people are wants to help us, Father. But help us, Lord, to help ourselves, to, to have enough faith, oh, Lord, to believe, Lord, that you're able to believe that you can, Lord, to muster up that must succeed of faith and speak to the mountain of this building and say mountain be gone in Jesus name and building appear in Jesus name Jesus name it's been said that it's been talked about for literally father generations Lord and we believe Lord that it's time for this generation to walk into the promises of God Lord and we're going to walk uh, oh Lord because you tell us to walk by faith and not by sight father in Jesus name help us to step on out father in Jesus name Father, we thank you, we praise you, we glorify your holy name. Hello again, this is Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's program. Before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms. And his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. The Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living king. Because you're a child of the living king, you have to find God's family. And that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We would 
love. I believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem. Again, we're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. But if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Tom, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If, if your life has changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've calling this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. And he raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in an economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. And I believe God can do it for us. And we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to vision to reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state of the arts, build a reality because you've taken time to give. 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. 
May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.